Cut. <laughs> oh, fucking cut. Now I'm gonna you go buy, no, no, I'm gonna go purchase one. That's the problem. This this ain't for me. When I was like, you know, the background is mom and dad was addicted to crack cocaine. Okay. Right? All praises to the most high. Hi, how are you? I am Doc Holiday. Welcome to another episode of the Doc Holiday Show. You know all you know what we do. We sign a positive light on black men, black women. Royals is what I like to say because I don't even really like to call myself black. I know that's what we call ourselves, but look at my my color brown around this joint dog. But anyway, that's what we call. But we sign a positive light on brothers and sisters who are doing great things, entrepreneurs, but sometimes they don't really have to be entrepreneurs, just successful people. And success is, is subjective as well. Just people who have gone through some things and they continue to persevere and continue to strive for today. I'm joined by my guy, Marcus Bridman. We call him House. He going to tell y'all what to call him because y'all might not know him that well to call him Hoss. So he might tell y'all to call him Marcus. He might tell y'all to call him Mr. Brittman. He might tell you to call him Hoss. But for us, I'm going to call him Hoss. Hoss, how you doing, brother? What's up, man? All is well, man. Now, Marcus Brittman, a.k.a. He's the, he's the owner of the TBZ, the Barber Zone, right. on Mount Moriah, business owner. First of all, Hoss, tell us your backstory, man. I know you, you as, I, as I like to say, you're from the city of Memphis. State of Memphis, but what you know, what area in Memphis you from? I know where you're from, but you know, tell the folks a little uh, bit about I you. I originally grew up, well, I was born actually in Frazier, and my mom and dad moved to Whitehaven when I was about two years old. So, really, I claim Whitehaven because I was there from two years old for the latter part of my life. So, I'm from Whitehaven. No doubt. You you're you're a Whitehavenite man and uh and for the people who don't know, we 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 grew up together. You know, we, it's our neighborhood. We had, you know, three streets, three then you streets. had a street street that circle and yeah. house grew up on the second street, mate. Yeah, another street. Yeah. Tell us about, you know, your 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 upbringing because I know with some things I was doing on the second street. Right, yeah. You know, it your mom wouldn't necessarily yeah, your mom wouldn't necessarily <laughs> let you come on our street, man. Just tell right. us about your childhood and your upbringing, man. Man, growing up in the neighborhood that we grew up in. I'm telling you, dude, I look at my kids and how they, you know, the neighborhoods that they grew up, grew up in now, and I'm like, man, I wish they could have grew up like I grew up because the neighborhood we grew up in, it was like a small, like you said, it was only three streets and a circle street. So, But it was a tight niche neighborhood mm-hmm. where everybody over there, it was like you was more than just guys who grew up in the neighborhood. We was almost like, like, we was brothers, yeah. you know, to a certain extent. I remember many times not having nothing to eat, stopping next door, getting a meal to get me through or whatever the case was, you know. So, man, a beautiful neighborhood. I just wish my kids could grow up in a neighborhood exactly like mine because I still got friends like you that I'm still cool with to this day. And you're talking about 40-some years later, man. So we, we definitely, man, uh, we grew up in a beautiful, man. I enjoyed it, man. I really enjoyed that neighborhood. Yeah, man, Black Haven, man, that's where it's at. Yeah, it is, and I I tell people now, I I hate that a lot of the children don't get the experience what we experienced because right then, man, you know, yeah, man, you need some flour, you need some sugar, you need some some milk, right. you need some eggs. You know, right. go next door, give me a couple. You know, you take it. Right. it. It's no question. I don't know what the hell happened now, nowadays. Right. If you go to somebody else, give me some flour, some milk, they probably ready to fight you or be ready to kill you or something. But just that neighborhood, man, you know, because. I know what y'all did on that middle street. Y'all had y'all thing going yeah. on, but I mean, I know why come. I mean, why why you come? Why why your mama didn't want to let you come on the first street <laughs> with us, bro? Well, 
initially now. <laughs> speak yeah. the truth, man. You can speak the truth. It's all good, and bro. We got the. We gonna keep count. It seemed like all the thugs and the jail guys was on the first street, and the guys on the second and the third street oh, was the oh. the guys that just want to go to school and get your get their work and you know just be cool. So. Mom, she recognized that at a young age, like, nah, you better not take your butt on that first street. You better stay right on this this middle street and don't go no further. So, mom, she saw some around her when, when that she wasn't, you know, agreeing with, man. So, I, I couldn't do nothing respected though. But when I got of age now, it was like you free to roam where you want to roam. And when I started roaming, <laughs> see, I roam. Exactly, man. And, you know, it's, it's just about all of us have, a, you know, we have a background. We have a backstory. Things uh, we've had to go through, man. Things we've had to deal with because it's it's, a, it's our environment, man. I don't care if you, you know, you think you black middle class, you think you black upper class, you black lower class. We have some things and some challenges we have to overcome, man, because we have all kinds of different influences. And I know for a fact, you know, some of those influences that be around you. Uh, just talk about how did you maneuver through? Because we grew up in a great neighborhood. You know, yeah. at the time, I thought the houses were huge. Now I know them houses were small, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they were nice. Yeah. But how did you maneuver through, man, being able to stay out of trouble? Because trouble seems to find a lot of us, man, and it, right. it consumes and takes us. Well, I had to uh, give my parents the credit for that because, like, you know, my dad, he wasn't no – street guy, you know, he gonna work hard and, you know, he gonna do his thing, whatever it might be, but he wasn't into, like, I didn't write, I wasn't raised up in an environment like that, yeah. where you saw, like, people doing the wrong thing. Like, my mom was a hard-working woman, and, you know, that's the kind of images that I was seeing growing up. So I never thought to act like no fool when I get in the streets, because it wasn't happening in the house. And I wasn't no rebellious kid, so I'm just going to buck the system and do that. Now, did we have friends that might have gotten in a little trouble here and there? We did. But I, I guess my foundation was so strong that when I got out into the streets, into the world, I knew what to do, what not to do. So it was kind of easy for me because I never really got in no trouble. I mean, to this date, man, i never been to jail or anything like that. So, I mean, to this, I guess my mom and my dad, they get a lot of credit for that, man. They, they held us down, boy. I swear they did. Indeed, man. As I say, we all grew up. We all uh, do some successful things and we succeed. But mm -hmm. as I say, you are a business owner now. And a lot of people want to own businesses. And a lot of us, especially, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to own a business. But don't know the first step to owning a business. Like the Barber Zone, extremely successful, one of the best barbers. Uh, uh, barbershops in the city of Memphis. I don't know. Not, not, hell, I say, yeah, I say, you know, down south because I lived in St. Louis and right. I had to come back home right, and get right. a, a fresh cut. But before we get to the owner part, let's get to the Marcus Brippman, the house who was leading up to the owner part. Mm -hmm. Places you've cut at, man, situations you've been in, things you've had to overcome, man. Just, right. just, just tell us a little bit about all that. Man, my story was kind of, I guess everybody has their story. My story was a little unique in the fact that, you know, uh, my cousin was a, a master barber, and he was doing extremely well at a young age. And I used to see him. I'm in, like, junior high. He arrived, you know, he was living in Whitehaven at the time. So I would see him riding up Range Road or whatever in, like, brand-new Nissan cars and stuff like this. So I knew that he did well cutting her, but I never thought about cutting. So when I was a senior in high school, I think right before my graduation, my mom took me out there to uh, get a haircut. And when I was getting my cut, uh, Cuz was talking to me, and uh, he was like, man, what you going to do with yourself, man? You, go, you going to college? I was like, 
because I don't think I'm going to be able to go to college right now. I'm kind of burnt out of school. So he was like, what about the military? So I was like, I don't think I'm cut out for military. No. So he was like, well, go to barber school. And I was like, because I don't know how to cut hair. And he was like, no, nah, man, just go. You're going to learn. Do I'm telling you. So what I did was I graduated high school. My mom, which was the only gift I got, my mom gave me $100 as my graduation gift. Mm-hmm. So for I held on to the 100 for like a month or so, right? And I was like, I could go buy a pair of tennis shoes or something and just blow the money on something. But then I was like, what am I going to do with my future? So I said, you know what? I'm going to try what Cuz said. And I went and took the money and bought like two pair of clippers. And I started cutting my little brother's hair. And I think like that October, November, I enrolled in Barber College. And man, that's how I really got my start as far as getting into the business. Because I never thought about cutting hair. I never had cut hair a day in my life, you know, until I cut my brother's hair the first time right after I graduated. So that was my story of getting started, you know. And then it took me other places, you know. Starting then, you know, I got buddies who her I was start cutting, and I was starting to get good. And one of my buddies, uh, uh, Cassell Williams, his dad was friends with an older guy that owned a shop in South Memphis, Riverside. Mm-hmm. So Cassell was around his dad one day, uh, and his dad said, man, why don't you holler at house and tell him go holler at Harris, man, because, you know, he, he need a barber with him because he older, man, they killing him by himself. <laughs> Cassell told me about it. I'm like, where is it? Like South Memphis, I was like South Memphis, dude. That ain't why I'm visualizing. <laughs> yeah. My start to be, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. I'm thinking like this. I'm a pretty smooth dude, man. I've been. My mom just moved to. We in five bedroom house, man. I'm like, yeah. Y'all moved from us and went to a big boy house. Y'all moved from us and yeah, went to a big boy house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NYA, 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 but still, but big boy house. Five yeah. minutes away, but yeah, we. But did. big boy house though, because yeah, mom yeah, took yeah. care of business, yeah. but she put us in five bedrooms, and it was on the four of us. <laughs> so I was like, man, whoa, but man, I ended up meeting uh, uh Mr. Williams asked me to go meet his friend, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm brushing him off, like, all right, cool. So he didn't gave the man my number. The guy called. He was like, "Yeah, man, this is Harris, man. Uh, Mr. Williams, man, a buddy, man. Man, come check me out, man. Come check the shop out. Come holler at me." So I was like, "Okay, cool." All the time, I'm saying to myself, "I'm not finna go to South Memphis." See, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't really familiar with South Memphis, yeah, period, because yeah, yeah. I never. I'm Whitehaven. My dad, folks, was from Orange Mound. Yeah. My mom, folks, North Memphis. So those are the only areas I ever really yeah. hung out in. Uh-huh. So I wasn't familiar with South Memphis, so automatically I was like, no. But the man kept calling me. So one of these times I said, okay, I'm going to come over there Monday, man, and talk to you. And Monday came, and I was saying, like, oh, I don't feel like going out here. So he gave me directions. This before cell phone. I drove over there, and I pulled up in front of the building, and it was everything was closed because it was on a Monday. And I, I, I looked, and I was like, you know what? I'm finna hit this gas and keep going. I'm not finna. This this ain't for me. I was like, ain't no way I'm finna work. And this, it looked like a yeah. whole. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. When I pulled up, my initial thought of it was, it, it seems like an old Western movie where you bust out the little saloon and the doors <laughs> flapping. Yeah. And that's how the little strip looked to me. And I was like, man, I'm finna roll. Oh. And it was on a Monday, so it was totally dead on it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So 
I'm sitting in front of this man business and I was like, I'm finna roll, I'm finna hit this gas, I'm finna roll, I ain't finna man, I ain't finna waste my time. But the only thing I kept thinking was, if I keep going, this man gonna call Mr. Williams and say, man, your partner, your guy didn't never show up. So I didn't wanna give him a bad mm-hmm. name. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna have to at least go speak to the man and just let him sell his pitch to me, right? And, you know, I went in and I walked in the shop and I'm looking like, oh man, nah. This ain't gonna work for me, but he he gave me his sales pitch, and I, we you know we shook and I left, and he called me like a week later or whatever. He was like, "Man, I I need you, man, bad." Okay, man, uh, I let you know. A week later, he called me. So one week I was like, you know what, I'ma just go over there and just see how yeah. it's, because I was couldn't hurry at the house, so I went in a shopping, and so I went. And my first day over there was probably on a Tuesday. It blew my mind. I said, this man got like eight people in here waiting on him on a Tuesday to get a haircut. So I'm doing the math. I'm like, I'm like, man, he finna make some good money just on a Tuesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. So his wins is like that. Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays. Every day was like that. So that's why I realized, like, you can't really ever judge a book by the cover. Because mm-hmm. you don't really never know where your big break or, or whatever is really meant for you to have. Mm-hmm. You never know where it's going to come from, you know. So I went in, and they welcomed me with open arms. Of course, I was young. I was probably about 23 years old. So when I got over there, I had to build it up. But I, I was working with a guy, man, and, and he was like more than just the owner of the shop. Mr. Harry was kind of like an uncle, father figure yeah. almost to me also. And he took me up under his wings, and I owe him a lot of credit, you know, for my success today. Oh, that man, a lot of credit, man, because that man, he looked out for me, man. So, man, we, he took me on his wing, and I was able to blossom in his shop. That hole in the wall turned out to be a gold man, you know, because I got an opportunity to meet people from all walks of life. People just don't know the people I met in South Memphis, man. I met some dynamic, great people doing all sorts of things. <laughs> Hold on. You know? why, why you put emphasis on uh, all yeah. sorts of things yeah, now? From, we know uh, what that means, yeah, folks, yeah. don't we? We know what that means. It mean. was from the great to the not so great. Yeah. But they, I met a lot of different people, man, and it was just 15 years later, you know, I, I, I felt like it was time for me to, to leave, and that's when I departed. I stayed 15 years, though. I stayed down with them for 15 years, and I wouldn't take back not a, a day that I was over there. It was just like it was a learning experience every day. And Mr. Harris, man, was a great mentor and man, loving the death for it. And that's what that, and that's the thing about it. I was gonna say you 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 know, you had some great experiences and you came in contact with some great people, as you say, all kinds of people, just some dynamic people and some dynamic, right. you know, some uh dynamic personalities. But what you said starting that is key to me, man, is you took that hundred dollars in instead of Right. Using it and burning it, you made it work for you, right. and yet right. here you are. And I right. think that's a lot of that's a lesson all, a lot of us can have, man. When you get money, man, hold on to it. See how you can make that money mm-hmm. work for you. Invest in yourself because that's what you did. Now you worked there for a long time, and I know, man. You know uh, how hard was it for you to finally leave Harris Barbershop? Because I know you really didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave because you know I'm the type of person that when I really get get accustomed to something or used to something, I kind of stick there. Yeah. You know, like a house. I might stay in a house forever. I might buy a car. I drove a Jeep for like 14 years before it finally put me down, and I was like, 
I got to get rid of it now. You know, so I pretty much, I, I just, man, I I, it, I like to stick where, where I'm comfortable at. And it uh uh it just got to the point, man, where it was a lot of things going on in the neighborhood, and it was time for me to leave, man. You know, I didn't want to leave them, but it got to the point where it was time for me to leave, man. You know, it was a lot of other things going on in the neighborhood. Yeah, say no more. I mean, say no more. You know, we, we yeah. understand. We understand yeah, it is what it, it is. It had got to the point where it wasn't comfortable anymore. Now, <laughs> I, I got you. I understood. But now, owner of the Barber Zone, TBZ, take me there. What made you make a decision? But like, you know what? I want to own my own shop, man. Well, the TBZ actually uh, kind of fell in my lap. I really wasn't uh, headed out to op- open a shop up. But, you know, we was working at uh, Styles Breeding Barbershop next door to Silver Spoon. And we had got to the end of the lease over there. And uh, the guy that owned it, he made a decision that he wasn't going to go back with that barbershop at the time. So, you know, he had told us, you know, man, go find a shop to work in. And then later on, I'm going to get my other stuff going and uh, I'm going to open another shop up. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I didn't think that was going to be the best move for me to just be keep going from shop to shop yeah. to shop. So. You know, uh, I was just talking to a great friend of mine, man. I mean, he turned out to be a great friend. And I was just telling him the situation. You know, we got to leave and uh, found a shop to work in because this shop from closed. And this man was like, well, dude, you ready to open your own shop up? And I'm like, well, I'm, you always ready, but you ain't ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. To yeah, yeah. Mentally, you ready, but financially, I don't get really well, know. close to yeah. be ready to open no shop up. Yeah. Because, you know, and, and then the thing about it was it's preparation because I had one number in my head. Okay, Charles going to cost this much, this going to cost that much, et cetera, et cetera. And it wasn't even close to that. We blew that budget, man. Probably the first first month we blew that budget. Yeah. And, you know, my buddy came to me and said, man, look, dude, it's time. I, I, man, I care about you, dude. Love you like my brother, dude. Man, I'm going to finance your operation, dude, to help you go and open your own shop up. And I'm looking at him like, dude, how much money you got, man? <laughs> <laughs> you can actually, you can afford to yeah, spend yeah. the money to help me open yeah. the business up. And he did. And, man, he told me, come on, let's do it. And I found the building over there, and uh, we started the process, man. Man, if it wasn't for him, I, I mean, I don't know where I would. I'm sure I would be cutting somewhere, but I'm probably positive it wouldn't be in the barber's home right now, though. So I really want to thank him a lot because that dude there, he didn't have to do that. And I don't know too many people that takes tens and thousands of their own dollars mm-hmm. to invest in a partner, you know. But he did that, man. And, and the barber's home been going strong for seven, almost seven years now, too, behind it. So thank you, my guy. You know who you are. Yeah, no doubt. Well, yeah, you know who you are. But see, the the thing that I love so much about that is that I ain't going to say we need more of that because a lot of us do that, man. Mm-hmm. And that's the purpose of this show, this show that a lot of us are still uplifting and helping one another, man. We ain't just around here killing each other and being rappers and stripping. Right, and I, right. That ain't what mo- the majority of the black people I know do. Right. A lot of us still help one another, but you don't get that on mainstream television but just making that transition and getting that help man just you know i'm still i'm still sure it hasn't always been easy peasy uh tell the people man some of i guess probably your biggest challenge because once you become a business owner you know right 
you know, it's, it's a lot of red tape yeah. to come along with it, you know, and it's a lot of stuff that you have to really be up on, like uh, like licenses and and uh, uh, inspections and you know things of that nature that you have to really stay up on. But uh, I've never, you know, prior to me opening a barber zone, I've never owned a business, you know, like that. So I always, you know, my only business besides that was me probably 15 years old going around the neighborhood with the lawnmower and knocking on people's door like, hey, can I cut your yard for $10? Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, doing that, I, I ain't need nothing but some gas. Did you take Did you take a yard from me one time? Did I might have took two or Yeah, I think, yeah, in the neighborhood. I think I, I, I think you took a yard from I me. I might have Because I ain't had no gas. I had to go get some gas. I come I, back. Yeah. Cass was cutting the grass. I, I was like, mother. I ought to kill him, but I got you. Go ahead, bro. It might have been me, you know. So me, me, uh, I've me embarking into this. I never, you know, I never did that before. So I had to learn stuff, trial and error, you know, because uh, there's a lot of stuff, a little tedious stuff coming along with it. But like I said, my guy in the beginning, he he was there to help me, man, with a lot of stuff, man, like inspections from the fire department and your your fire extinguishers and your uh, exit lights over the doors. And it was just a lot of little stuff that I never thought about. I didn't think you just get the lease and you put some charity and you start cutting hair. Yeah. But that ain't the case, you know. And then uh, we had a break-in once, man. And when I started the shop, I had the uh, insurance on the building and everything. And, you know, years went by. So, you know, one thing led to another. So I ended up letting the insurance go. And we had a break-in one time. And they came in there. They stalled everything pretty much, man. And I'm saying to myself, like, damn, man, I, I let the insurance go, man. So this stuff got to be paid out of pocket. So, you know, but I learned, like, you know what? You can't let little stuff like that lapse. You got to stay on top of it. So what I did was I, I got back, you know, I got my insurance and everything back going. And, you, man, when you're doing business, the best thing, best the best advice I can give a person, just go by the book, man. All of the... Cutting the corners and all that, most times it come back full circle anyway. You're going to have to spend the money somewhere. Yeah. So go on and, you know, go on and stop cutting them corners, dude, and go on and do good business, man. That way when problems uh, present themselves, it won't hurt so bad. You know, it won't hurt so bad. So, man, it's, it's, been, a, it's, been, a, it's been an experience, but, you know, I, I'm up for the challenge, though. But still, but even, even when people, man – how hard, I guess, well, I guess he was kind of forced to take that first step because I know the thing is a lot of us out there want to own businesses, man. They want to do these things, but they be scared to make a move. Right. And sometimes the most high be like, okay, I'm, a, I'm a just going to kick you in your ass and make you make the move. Right. And that's what happens sometimes. And a lot of times that happens to people, man, like I, I decided to leave the TV station. Now, people wonder like, why you know, I decided to leave. Right, right. You know, people, that's a t they don't know what we have to go through and what we have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? So, uh. Before we wrap it up, man, was there ever a time you like, man, this is too much, man. I need to get the hell up out of this. There's just too much going on. And if so, what made you push on and press on? Well, you know, when when you're trying to, I ain't going to say, you know, when you own a shop or any kind of business, you don't, it ain't got to be a shop. You own a restaurant, a club, trucking company, whatever. You And you got people that's not like at the barber zone, they don't work for me. They rent chairs. Yeah. They work under the umbrella of the barber zone, yeah. and I'm the owner. So sometimes I find myself I have to to uh, manage people, you know, and managing yeah. people sometimes ends up being 
a little bit more than you bargain for. You know, I'm like, you know, I don't want to deal with this attitude or that attitude yeah. today. But, you know, I got to go in there, man, with a smile, man, and my chest poked out and like, come on, dude, man, because I own the joint. I, I ain't got time to take a day off. Yeah. Because when you take a day off, what are the other people going to do, you know? So I, I got a great staff, man. I got a great gang of barbers that work there, man. I'm blessed for them. I swear I am, dude. They they some great barbers, man. Uh, uh, They've been there with me, man, someone from the start of this thing, dude. I've had great barbers that came and went, too. Uh, So I'm blessed in that aspect of it, man. It's been a beautiful situation for me far as, you know, just owning the, the shop and everything. And, and I just want to thank Man, you know, Quinn, you know, he got my back, man. Q, Cucifer, uh, yeah. I want to thank Fate, man, for coming in and rocking and rolling with him. I want to thank J1, man, and want to thank Kurt. I want to thank all the barbers, man, that came and went, you know, the shoeshine people and everybody, mm-hmm. man, because it take, a, it take a, a team effort to make stuff be what it's going to yeah. be. Like, I got buddies that own clubs and do all kind of things, dog. They can't do that by themselves. Yeah. You're going to have to have great people, man, that got your best interest in hand to make these things grow and be what they're going to be. So I just want to thank everybody that's involved in the process for mine, man. I mean, it's been beautiful, man. Like, it's been a beautiful process. Man. Now, I, I want to ask one more thing before we get out. It just, it just hit me, man. Because I, I, I always want to. How the hell, how the hell do y'all deal with the different personalities and different spirits that come in there? Because not only are y'all barbers, bro, y'all psychologists, y'all psychiatrists, y'all salespeople, y'all counselors, y'all all kinds of things. Because I ain't gonna even lie, man. I, I mean, last week I was on one. I come in that mug screaming and hollering. I'm ready right. to tell it. I'm ready to tell it. The earth off the earth, the top right, of the earth. Right, right, and a right. lot of times, man, I see y'all, y'all be like, hey, but y'all be like, okay, let, let's listen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How the hell, bro? Because I couldn't do that, man. I just, right. I'm finna go and fight your ass, bro. I'm gonna punch in your face. Get up out of me. But y'all, y'all dudes, yeah. I don't know how y'all do that, man. How y'all deal with them different personalities and different spirits? Because y'all have to touch on everybody. Then you had cats in there that's all anal about their right. damn hair. Man, yeah. I'd be like, man, God yeah, damn, you get bro. A lot of that. Man, look, dude, I'm telling you, I think everybody has their purpose or whatever they do. I don't think God would have put you into barbering because you you really ain't got the patience. No, sir. No, nah, I don't. Customers are paying on. So, you know, it might for me personally, I just I guess I don't know. Maybe I would just I don't know. It just it just came second nature or something. I guess I don't know because I can do it. I can, but most times what I have to do is I have to let most of this stuff go fifty in one of my ears, and it goes a hundred out the other. I got you. So I don't try to hold yeah. a lot of the garbage that might come in because if you do, man, you find yourself, man, uh, you know, leaving there. You all frustrated, bent out of shape, man. But, man, it's been a beautiful journey. I mean, I like my 29 years, I think, is when I entered the game. So next year will be 30 years because I started in 92. So the end of next year, it'll be like uh, 30 years since I picked my first pair of Clippers. And, man, it's just been – I done met a lot of people, man. I done had all your NBA guys. Actually, I had to cut one today. And, man, just all the street guys and the business guys. I just – man, I met some great people, man. And it's just been a heck of an experience, a great ride for me. So, I can't I, – I can't – you know what I'm saying? I, I, I just can't, man, man, say enough. that I just appreciate everybody that's been a part of my – you know what yeah. I'm saying? My trans – Formation into what I am today. 
And I just say they met you too, though. You know what I'm saying? You not only you 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 know yeah you get not only you provide them a, a great service. Right. You know what I'm saying? They met you too, and you're a great guy, man. And I say because Q customer had Quentin McGowan, your, your your master barber, you're really your damn uh, station manager. Right. You know what I'm saying? He cuts right. my hair, and I tell him all the time. I don't know how I don't know how to know how the hell y'all deal with all these crazy ass people, man. But anything else you want to add before we uh, get up out of here? Uh, 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 Marcus Brittman, a.k.a. House. Nah, well, I just want to tell all the people that's out there that might need a great barber, great barbershop, stop back. The Barber's on TBZ, 5964 in Mount And we got a great team of barbers in there that can help you out. I want to thank all of the bar- the people that, you know, my customers, man, because I got some dedicated customers that have been with me for a long time. I want to thank, uh, you know, all my NBA guys that showed me love throughout the years, man. We had a grand opening seven years ago. And I know, man, it was a dynamic situation. I had, that cat didn't even invite me to the grand opening. I'm going to say he didn't even invite me. Well, no, I, don't say no, no. I invite your brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had a family. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Go ahead, man. Finish yeah, up, bro. The barber is I, I know. We, we talked about it. It's okay. all good. You know well, what I'm man, saying? It's we, all good. Man, we had a dynamic, <laughs> man. We had a dynamic grand opening. I mean, it's just been a beautiful situation ever since. And I, I just want to thank, man, my mom for giving me that $100. You know, I want to thank because she didn't have to do that. You know, and, and being so supportive. Like, my my mom has been. Super, super supportive of me, man, and uh, my whole process, man. And shoot, my dad, man, rest his soul, for putting that, you know, that that work ethic in me. You know, I ain't lazy by a long shot. I get up off my butt and go get it, man. And, you know, it's just, man, shoot, it's been a great situation for me, man. I want to thank all my friends and family, man, and everybody that helps keep get me to the next step because it, it's just a step at a time, you know. And you need some help getting to the next step, you know. Shoot, so I want to thank all my friends and family. I want to thank you, Doc, for highlighting people like myself because you know a lot of times people don't give other people their flowers while they still living. Yeah, you have a friend room and everybody. Oh man, he used to do this. He used to do yeah, that. He yeah. was this and that. You get that all the time at the front room, but why not give it to the person while they still, you know, what I'm saying, can hear it and embrace it. So I want to thank you. For having this format, you know, uh, allowing me to come on your stage and, and, you know, shine a little bit, you know. So I just want to thank you. I want to thank Cash McGowan for uh, allowing me to come into his beautiful facility. ISF Productions, no doubt. He didn't have to do that. So just thank you for that, man. Thank you, man. Hey, man, for real, man. And the moral of the story, man, that $100, don't go out and blowing your money, man. Invest in yourself. I wish I had some skills like this. This I can do this. But as far as hands and stuff are concerned, man, I ain't good at that. But Marcus Brimman, a.k.a. Hoss, that's going to do it for this edition of the Doc Holiday Show. As I said, this platform is all about uplifting. Black man, black woman, black child. It's all about the uplift. It's all about the royals and the royalty, man, because it's all positivity, because we need one another. Because BET ain't giving us what it used to give us. But you know what? We finna start a new BET, man. So thank you all for watching the Doc Holiday Show recorded right here at ISF Productions. My guy Cash is McGowan. I'm telling you, man, you go to House, TBZ Zone, get your cut. But then if you want promos, you want to do a talk show, do a podcast like me, man, because I ain't just out here. I'm just out here. Cash and McGowan got this beautiful silly. I'll let him. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Doc Holiday Show. Until next week. I'm gone, bro. What you cooking, mom? Adios. Adios. Oh, my God. That was fun, fun. Yes, sir.